Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spirit of 2016 podcast. My name is Andy Bell and I'm joined by Luke Niblock. Luke, how's it going? I'm very excited for this Germany game. I'm also a little bit nervous, but I think when you have teams like this coming to Windsor Park, it's always a really exciting week ahead, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's an absolutely massive game. This is a really good side. This, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really tight one, but I think we can just about get past Luxembourg. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, Luxembourg it's going to be a really scary game. No, I'm no, Okay, Of course, we're obviously going to focus on Germany in this one, because that is the big one. Um, this is basically a free hit for us. Um, I'm so excited for this game. Can we beat them? Is it possible? Um, <laughs> that's the million dollar question, I think. Um, look, I think with this one, we know that the Germans, as soon as they went and beat Holland, I think they became a different prospect for me. Like they, They're showing that they're not that World Cup team that they were, you know, so I'm a little bit worried about this one. Uh, that's an understatement, but we'll just have to wait and see. It's, it's exciting having them at Windsor Park anyway. I mean, there's some elite players in that team, so... Yeah, um, no, I think that Holland game for me, because Germany had become, had gone from obviously the team who had who won the World Cup in 2014, um, had a decent enough Euros, I know they went out to France in the semi-finals, and then they became a bit of a laughing stock at the World Cup, um, and obviously there was the Nations League in which they didn't perform particularly yeah. well either, but if you actually look back at the World Cup, I know it was only last summer, but there's like so many of their of their players have like changed around, like even the likes of Hummels and I can't, did Boateng play in the World Cup? I'm not sure. Mm, um, I think he actually might have and I think yeah, he got exposed a and little bit. Yeah I, yeah, I think he did as well, yeah. And they, they were sort of shown up for their lack of pace. And, but this Germany team, if you look at that squad, there's so much youth, there's so many like incredible young players coming through. You've got the likes of Kai Havertz who... You know, was touted for a ninety million move this yeah, summer, and like the, player, these guys, yeah. like these guys sit on the bench for Germany, you know, yeah, and it just shows like the the level of quality. But like yeah. as you say, I think um, just just watching an elite team at Windsor is gonna be is gonna be a pleasure. And like we've seen them before, the last three times we've played them, they've pretty much outclassed us, even in the in the Euros when it was only one nil. Yeah, so obviously that it. McGovern masterclass. I remember that? Yeah. Wow. So That's going back. <laughs> wow. Hi. How 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 do we beat them? Is there any weakness in that Germany side for you? Um, I I think a lot of it depends maybe on the formation that they play. I mean, they've been operating a bit of a three at the back. I think yes. they played against Holland. So I mean, there's always when someone plays a three at the back, there's always a chance you can get it in behind the two wide center halves. I mean, it's you can play long balls into the channel there, and if we use some pace there, we could maybe get in behind them there. But I think it's really going to be the other way around for us you know how we deal with their forward line you know these guys are incredibly potent strikers I mean you look at their their quality and depth you've got Timo Werner who just scored a hat-trick there for for Leipzig you know he's in red hot form and he's not even playing for Germany so we have to wait and see what their lineup's going to be in terms of an attacking sense but it's about bullying those forwards because the, you know the likes of Serge Gnabry he played last time in, in their game against Holland and he scored mm-hmm. um, he's not exactly a physical presence he's more someone who wants to get in behind you know he's a tricky player but he's not a physical player so can the likes of Craig Cathcart kind of cut that out and really you know hold the line well that's where I think the game's won and lost and you look at midfield the thing for me is I just don't think we can win that midfield battle against no them I just don't think it's possible yeah. they've got so much quality there that I think it really is, it's on the guys at the back, and I really hope they can just somehow put together a titanic display mm. against these guys. I really don't know how they're going to do it, but that's where that's where it's won and lost, I think. Well, let's talk about the midfield for a minute then, because obviously, like, these, they do have, it's, it probably is the best midfield in the world internationally, would you say? It has to yeah, be. Tony Cruz, um, Kimmich, has yeah. been playing there. I know he can, he's yeah. a very good right back as well. Goretzka, but he's Goretzka Gundogan, yeah. even like Emery Champ and Juventus yeah, playing the Champions League. Right. Like just nowhere near that team. Ridiculous. You know, they've just so much strength and depth. And from that point of view, and I don't want to uh, go too much into prediction of the lineup, 
but would you maybe focus more on like trying to disrupt that like getting a bit of energy into that midfield rather than necessarily playing like three technical players there well I think the only way to disrupt the midfield is probably to stop Kroos wouldn't it be I mean yeah. I think you know Kimmich might be operated on the, on the wing back position so you don't know if he's going to play in the middle mm-hmm. but Kroos is obviously that guy you know akin to like a Paul Scholes where he's going to dictate the tempo so if you want to disrupt our tempo, if you want to disrupt our midfield play, the only way you can do it is by, you know, keep putting someone on Tony Kroos. I don't know if there's maybe someone who could do that job for us in the midfield. Would there be anyone you would say could do like a job on Tony Kroos? Um, it, it's going to sound ridiculous, like saying Corey Evans or somebody, but... Um, he is that I, kind of guy. That's I the d- guy I was thinking. I do think, I do think what Michael might do is I think he I think he might actually play Corey Evans and I know Corey Evans is a guy who hasn't played much football this season. He's been an unused substitute, I think, in every game for Blackburn in the yeah. championship. But... In, in certain games, like in some bigger games where we maybe don't have the lion's share possession, Michael has opted for Corey Evans because what Evans Evans will never bring you quali- like quality on the ball or inter- no. like fantastic. He it's never not he's not gonna pick a pass, play a perfect through ball. He's not gonna bang one in from thirty yards. But to be fair, what Corey Evans does give you, and he hasn't got fifty caps without doing it, is like a lot of energy, a lot of running, and I just think like with their midfield being so much better than ours and most midfielders in the world mm-hmm. I could just see him putting Evans in there and just say to Evans you know what just go and get in their faces just go and disrupt them yeah. um, sort of make things a wee bit awkward for them um, so maybe just don't give them as much time in the ball and don't worry about basically basically like, don't even worry about taking the ball yeah. in possession just you stick in Tony Cruz stick in yeah. Kimmich make things awkward, run at them mm-hmm. and, you know, file them if you have to, get in their faces, get the crowd up. I think the thing about Kroos is like, you can expose his pace maybe a little bit. So if you do kind of stretch him a little bit, he doesn't have the legs to, to, to kind of recover. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, where you can maybe nick the ball and maybe score that goal against this mm-hmm. German side. You know, I think he's the kind of guy, he just sprays it left and right. And he just, it, like, that's his game. He doesn't have pace, he doesn't have the legs. So if you can, snap at him a little bit yeah. maybe put in a couple of dirty little challenges I know that's something that will be in the minds of, of Michael so yeah. that might be the, the kind of route to having some success in the midfield in this one Yeah. okay to bring, to bring a bit of context to the group as well so Holland play Germany uh, in, in Germany on the Friday night before we play We obviously we play Germany on the Monday afterwards so that's obviously a game for us in which we really want Germany to win yeah. because they've already beaten Holland once yeah. And we're going to have to somehow try to qualify ahead of one of these two <laughs> titanic nations, you know. Yeah. Um, so what, what about that game? We'll, obviously, we'll be tuning in to watch that, wanting the Germany win. Like, can, do, you think they'll, do you think they'll get the win there? I personally think they will get the win. I just think this German side looks really efficient. It looks like a proper well-oiled machine. It's not cliche at all, mate. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what can I say about them? I think they're really showing signs now that they're looking to young players and they're looking. it's a bit of a new era for them. And I mm-hmm. think that's exciting for German fans. And I think they'll probably go into this game with full of confidence after that result in, in Amsterdam, you know, mm-hmm. I think, or was it in Amsterdam? Was it somewhere? Yeah, probably. I think it yeah, was, yeah. Whoever it was anyway. But for me, I think, you know, look at their formation, look at what kind of system they play, look who maybe they deploy up, up front. Mm-hmm. That's what will be interesting to look at because I, I I really do think they'll get the job done. Actually, yeah. in Germany, I do think they'll Do you win. think they'll play two similar sides against Holland and against us? Like, do you think, are the, will they, so, like, the team they play on Friday night, obviously, like for them looking at us, the team that we play against Luxembourg in the friendly yeah. is going to be so massively different from right. the team that plays Germany. But do you think they? Do you think their team on Friday night will be a barometer that Michael can use I think against us? Because it's two yeah. pretty big games for them. Two games they have to be winning really. Right. I do think it'll probably be if they play a back three or back five or back four, whatever it is. I think it'll be the same defense. Mm-hmm. You know, you're probably going to get in the two games because that's just a sensible thing to do in two yeah. huge games for them. But I think you might get some rotation up top. Maybe you might. 
bring like if Gnabry doesn't play or Royce doesn't play, they might come in for this one because you can just rely on them. Mm-hmm. Like he know, like he knows that you can get the best out of them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might get some rotation in the front too. Um, but apart from that, I don't think too much will change in their team. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I really don't. Okay, well, talking about a new era for Germany, it is also a bit of a new era for us in midfield because last month it was announced that Ollie Norwood, at the age of 28, is retired from international football. I'll I'll go first on this one. Like, I know Michael came out in an interview afterwards, basically put a statement out saying, you know, how disappointed he was with, not necessarily with Norwood, but with the situation, you know. He said, this this is a guy who could have, you know, gone on to have 100 caps, become a legend for Northern Ireland. It, for me, it just seems like odd timing. I mean... Something was fishy about the fact that he didn't play in the Estonia and Belarus games um, and was left out of those squads. And at, at the time, you're sort of thinking, okay, well, we've got the four wins, you know, we can get over that, we can forgive him. This is a guy who's, like, basically never missed an international break in his career. Yeah. And, you know, that you, you say, like, if he's not injured, you take that for granted, but you even look, you know, just before Michael O'Neill or even in Michael O'Neill's, like, early days as manager, they might have pull-outs from the Northern Ireland squad when we weren't playing so well, like under Worthington. Yeah. You know, there'd always be like four or five players who just like, and okay, some of the injuries would have been genuine, but most of them probably weren't. Yeah. Most of them, you know, were probably just, I can't be bothered with Northern Ireland yeah. right now. And then obviously when we were good, coincidentally, mm. the, like everybody ever, wanted to play. Everyone, everyone <laughs> to play, exactly. So Norwood was a guy who always, who, who was, he did always seem committed to me. And I, I would have thought, you know, it's just strange timing, especially when you're about to play Germany, Holland, potentially a playoff to get in the Euros, yeah, potentially a European Championship tournament. Like yeah. that's if you're wanting to establish yourself as a as a Premier League player, those are the games you want to be playing. You want to be yeah. showing yourself in. It just Definitely. it just seems a bit strange to me. It is a bit of an odd one. The timing was just very bizarre in my opinion. But I mean, you know, I was really happy for Oli when you know he was seemingly getting games for mm-hmm. for Sheffield United. Now they're in the Prem. He's finally got to play some football in the Prem. I was like, oh, this is great. We've got Premier League midfielder buzzing to see this guy every weekend for Sheffield United and just to, to have that happen was just a bit of a surprise to me you know like you said it was it was funny that he wasn't playing a part in those you know Estonia games but mm-hmm. that was a bit bizarre um, but it still came as a bit of a surprise I have to say and it, it is disappointing but at the end of the day I mean what can we do it's it, decisions be made and exactly. we just kind of have to focus on these games anyway we can't yeah. think about what we're missing without Ollie you know and in turn I suppose it is one of the positions where we are we have sort of got options there I mean Steve Davis will consistently produce that solid level of performance for yeah, Northern Ireland. He has done that. for years. He will do until he's 60, probably. Yeah, um, Paddy McNair has been a young player. He's playing every week for Middlesbrough. Um, they're really excited by him. Those fans are, are really liking him right now, yeah, Paddy. Um, and obviously his performances for Northern Ireland so far have been excellent too. Mm-hmm. Arguably, well, definitely one of the oh, best players uh, in the qualification campaign so far for us. And George Savile is a guy who's, who's impressed for us as well. Now, mm-hmm. Savile obviously hasn't been playing as much for Middlesbrough this season, but you know we have we have got him as an option. He's a good technical player. We've got Corey Evans. We've got the likes of young players like Jordan Thompson, Liam Donnelly, who are starting every week for their clubs and can potentially rise up there in the future. And and I know like even Jordan Thompson himself is a guy Michael's uh, talked about a lot as somebody who can like push McNair, can push Savile, can push Davis for a place in the starting eleven. So this is a guy that Michael rates highly. Um, it's not like. It's not absolutely disastrous, I don't think, you know, in the way that, I don't know, losing a, like a Davis or a, a Johnny Evans or somebody like that yeah. would be, or a Jamal Lewis at left back, you know, because mm-hmm. we do have we do have players to cover them. But it would just, especially against Germany, where you're just surrounded by quality, it would be nice to have, you know, that one Premier League player <clears throat> yeah. in midfield. And, you know, these Premier League players, they're 
pretty hard to come by for us as well. Yeah, you know, we 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 had two, and then Jamal and Ollie got promoted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell's up there, but nowhere near the first team mm-hmm. at Burnley. So, like, it's 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 not a, it's not a good situation for us, and no. it's it's just a strange one for me. Yeah, no, I know. I definitely agree with you on that mm-hmm. one. It's it's a bit disappointing, but like I said, we 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 still like those options in midfield anyway. I think for the most part, you know. Yeah. So, I don't think there's too much to be down mm-hmm. by, but it's just one of those things that happens with international football mm-hmm. in our situation as Northern Ireland fans, unfortunately. Yeah. I should say we are recording this on the Sunday, like eight days before the Germany game. So, you know, if there are any other injuries that come out or we've talked about something and the situation's changed, like do bear with us in that. Obviously, yeah. it's the only real time we could have recorded this. We wanted to record it before Luxembourg as well, so we can chat a bit about that. So yeah. just bear that in mind for what we're about to say. But today, or well, as we're recording on the Sunday today, Obviously, Jordan Jones was playing in the Old Firm Derby. Mm-hmm. Um, Rangers against Celtic. Rangers lost that game 2-0. Uh, Davis started that one. Jones came on with about 15 minutes to go. Uh, it's a bit of a strange one, actually, because obviously he provided that amazing assist in midweek against Liga Warsaw that, provi- yeah. that got uh, Rangers into the Europa League. Yeah. And w- It was a bit of a strange selection from Gerrard today. I know a lot of Rangers fans were uh, quite vocal about the fact that Jones and Morelos weren't playing. Uh, but Jones came on. Got himself sent off. Uh, just a, a stupid tackle out of frustration. Yeah. No defence for that. Um, but he also, there is a photo emerged that he has left Ibrox in crutches. And there is a tweet. Uh, let me just see if I can get it up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, from William Esler, who's a Sky journalist. And he says, Sky sources, Jordan Jones will miss Northern Ireland's upcoming double header due to a knee injury sustained in the challenge that resulted in a red card in Sunday's Old Firm game. Jones left Ibrox in crutches. So it looks like we're without our talisman. Yeah. So this is a big worry for me. Um, just harking back to the point I made earlier about, you know, how we can maybe expose this German side. You know, if they play three at the back, you know, and you and you look for those spaces in, in the channels, you know, behind the center halves, he is like, Jordan Jones is the guy you want. I mean, the guy's got pace. He's so direct. Like, this is the kind of winger you want in a game, you know, where we're really going to be kind of bereft of chances. You know, we won't have many chances in this game at no, all. Definitely not. And so having, having no Jordan Jones as a threat out there really... It's annoying. It really is annoying because it may, it's either they're going to be maybe Ginter right back or if they play the five, they might have Kimmich out there. Yeah. Who knows what they'll do with it. Klosterman as well as an yeah, option. Yeah, these are these are attacking. Yeah. You know, Ginter's maybe not an attacking fullback, mm-hmm. but I mean, Kimmich and still, it's, 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 Ginter's naturally a centre half, isn't he? Yeah, so yeah. he's a centre half yeah, playing so at right back. So he may still way. be defensive, yeah. but you know, he's not going to be Exactly. Used there could be space there if they even play Kimmich. You know, there's going to be loads of space. We mm-hmm. know what Kimmich does. You know, he literally will just play in the final third yeah. the entire game. So Jordan Jones is someone you really want to be taking on those those guys out there on that, on that channel so that's a real worry for me it's it's mm-hmm. the worst time and it's just it's really frustrating because he's the guy that gets you off your seat and he would have really kind of let up Windsor Park you know even if he had the ball everyone's just ready for him to do something so that's really disappointing that one yeah, yeah. and it, especially just just the quality he can provide as well we don't have a ton of players no. especially you know he's been sort of on corners on deliveries for Rangers as well you know so that was somewhere we really could have nicked a goal and yeah. you know somehow managed to get a result out of this game mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to know who will play there now. We don't have like a ton of options on no, the wing. Um, you've got like, I don't know, Gavin White, who, yeah, is playing quite regularly, but hasn't convinced at international level no. yet. You've got Dallas, who has been playing at, at, at right back. Uh, you've got McGinn, who's getting on, but has done quite well. So mm-hmm. there's no obvious direct replacement for Jordan Jones. And that's something that personally worries me. Yeah, it's, it, is just, it is just a massive blow. It, it is probably, you would say he's 
maybe our best player in uh, so far in the qualifying campaign. Yeah, it's certainly McNair, w- one one of like three or four. You know, yeah. Lewis has played well. Yeah, McNair has played well. Jordan Jones. I mean, this is a guy who who just does provide quality. He can go either side. And as you say, like oh, it, would be, it would be hard to know how Michael would have deployed him in that game. You know, if Kimmich is literally sitting in the final third, just like not like cheating yeah. not working back yeah. would Jones have had to go with him and would Jones therefore have been nullified to that extent because mm, you can't really, you can't really see him doing the sort of Mo Salah of staying up there but nobody yeah. cares because he's got so much quality because we're yeah. playing Germany and I would say you know in terms of his replacement we'll talk about it later on when we predict the lineup but maybe he'll just go for somebody who can who you know who works hard who tracks yeah, back help Jamal. and obviously you yeah oh yeah, yeah. definitely 100 percent. yeah that, i mean that's another thing we need to talk about you yeah. know jamal will need a lot of help i mean he's gonna serge gnabry is a guy who probably a lot of northern Ireland fans have heard of from his time in the premier league yeah where he obviously Didn't came came arsenal. through with came through with arsenal yeah. and originally looked quite good it was yeah. the time where there was like sterling and yanisai were coming through in the premier mm-hmm. league as well and he seemed like a really good player mm-hmm. and then sort of became a bit of a laughing stock became a bit of a meme for them yeah uh, but ever since he's gone to actually to munich he's like his career has completely brilliant. changed i remember yeah. watching him against liverpool in the champions league last season so where good. like he gave andy robertson one of the best left backs in the world for me like a really tough time yeah so if he and he he is a guy who plays on the right as well so yeah. you know jamal is somebody who likes to get forward so he will need protection there mm-hmm. um and maybe jones would have been nullified anyway because he would have had to sort of give up a bit of the quality that he has going forward just to stick with Kimmich or whoever it is Klosterman whatever it'll be a wing back anyway if they're playing three at the back so whoever it is is going to be advanced but I just think that's that's a massive blow and another slightly lesser blow because we do have options at right back but Michael Smith looks like a major doubt now he has been included in the squad Mm -hmm. Uh, he was came off injured for Hearts last week I think yeah hamstring allegedly yeah Yeah. wasn't in the squad for Hearts on Saturday yeah Um, so would you play them? Well, it was an interesting one. We talked about it on a couple of podcasts ago, I think, about mm-hmm. Michael Smith being that kind of defensive fullback that might have offered an interesting one, you know, for this game, you know, to really nullify a threat, you know, maybe nullify, you know, the likes of, I mean, if, if Royce was to play, he likes to kind of come out left, drift out left, you know, nullify players like this and, and just really hold that line mm-hmm. with Johnny and, and, and Craig, mm-hmm. you know, so I maybe would have played him, you know, in this one, yeah. just because we know he's a limited fullback and he's, to be honest with you, if you had to say he's good at something, it's probably the defensive side of the game. You yeah, know, 100%. That's, that's what he's kind of prides himself on. First, we saw that in those know? two away games as well. Yeah, you know, really there were some passages of play where he really dealt with well at the back post. You know, yeah. you can just see he is an out and out right back. Yeah. He does his defensive work. And yeah. obviously, I mean, he did score that really good goal for Hearts a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, that's not really sure. his game. Yeah. You know, so he certainly wouldn't, like, I would say. It, if Michael Smith was playing, he'd be told you don't cross the halfway line, basically. Well, essentially, especially for playing against the, you know, the three at the back thing with these these wing backs just flying. Like yeah. you know, he's he's going to be told to sit by Michael, so he would have been someone I actually probably would have played. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's that's a blow if he's out with a hamstring. Yeah, yeah it, well, it looks likely anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, as in terms of like who could replace him, there is Stuart Dallas, who obviously is a winger converted to right back has been playing really well for Leeds this season and mm-hmm. um, there's worries there about about you know whether he's defensively sound enough especially with Leeds being one of the better teams in the championship yeah. they always have the lion's share of possession mm-hmm. I've said that twice now lion's share <laughs> it's just a stupid cliche isn't it but uh they, they always have most of the possession so you know his job is you know he does have to do his defensive work the championship's a tough league yeah. but not like pinned back for 90 minutes as we yeah. will be yeah. Conor McLaughlin's a guy who has been playing this season but it's in league one mm-hmm. now he's somebody who has played against Germany before he's played in big games for Northern Ireland so maybe he'll be the option there yeah. but you know it, even just from the perspective of Germany looking at our team and thinking where they can target or um or like it's just 
it's just another it's, it's another position where we had a couple of options where they mm-hmm. wouldn't have known and I think it's just become more clear for them now what they're yeah. going to do I mean I don't think they'd overly change it anyway whether it's McLaughlin Smith or yeah, Dallas but yeah. yeah but a bit but it is a blow um on the other thing I want to talk about for the Northern Ireland squad was obviously Paul Smith has pulled out uh with a with an injury yeah. uh foot injury uh I don't think he would have played any part in this game against against Germany anyway he's certainly not, not yeah. somebody that Michael's overly trusted no, yet no. he's still a young guy he has been playing in League One I know Wickham fans are quite impressed by him mm-hmm. but um Shane Lavery's come in he's a guy that um that has been obviously in and around the under 21s yes. uh, for Northern Ireland D- did very well in that campaign where Northern Ireland almost qualified for the European Championships in the summer scored against Spain scored some really important goals um, he's a guy that's obviously made the move back to Linfield, yeah, or back back to Northern Ireland. Back sorry, Northern yeah. Ireland, yeah. Um, he's twenty years old, playing for Linfield, and not gonna lie, when I sort of heard that news, I was a bit disappointed because I saw Shane Lavery as a guy, you know, at his age, who could score goals, who could maybe stay in England, go out and loan to a lower league team, been, even yeah. like League Two, score a yeah. few goals. Yeah. But coming back to Northern Ireland is. I mean, Michael has certainly shown in the past, I know there's the case for, like, Roy Carroll, when he came back to Linfield, he was third choice in our squad, but Michael isn't overly keen, understandably, in pick, picking Irish, Irish League players, you know, so. and we don't want to sit and detract the Irish League, we don't want to, you know, talk badly about it, but it is like a, at the end of the day, it is like a part-time, it is a part-time league, you know, I know there's some teams, there's Linfield, Larn, uh, Crusaders, who have gone full-time, but, you know, the, the, the general quality of that league isn't, what no. isn't even what it used to be yeah. um, even under in like 2004, 2005 when we were playing guys from the Irish League like yeah. Gary Hamilton was getting in the squad yeah. and stuff and we, we've just moved on from That's that I think yeah, um, yeah. but something ridiculous happened Linfield nearly qualified for the Europa League yes. and this was incredible oh, it's yeah. like I don't think people realise I know people say it's like a massive thing I don't think people realise how big that is for Linfield to take Carabag all the way mm-hmm. in the in the Europa League playoffs mm-hmm. uh, for all draw going out and away goals Shane Lavery scored three goals in that tie uh, I was at the game at Windsor and he was incredible yeah. he's just he's like he's so quick he's so nippy mm-hmm. um, you know he, he showed so much composure for such a young guy for that third goal um, is he somebody who you could put on for like the last five minutes if it's maybe 1-0 to Germany yeah. and just get the crowd going and you know if a chance falls to him he's shown you know he scored a, he scored a goal against Jessica the, the Macedonian team scored three against Carabag he's shown he can do this against yeah. quality opposition in yeah. a team that is playing how Northern Ireland might play against Germany interesting yeah I mean I think I mean Carabag that's that's some top that's genuine like quality European opposition so I mean you you're, you're talking about a side that has that kind of European style of playing yeah. you know they, they they know what they're what they're all about and for him to score three in that time I mean that is that is mm-hmm. so impressive so I don't see what's wrong with giving someone like it's a bit of a wild card you know mm-hmm. give him a bit of a shot in the last 10 minutes maybe even you know if we are losing 1-0 even you know 2-0 you know what's wrong with throwing him on for a bit you know it's exciting he's going to be riding that wave from scoring three so i mean this is a guy who's just going to come on and just just drive with the ball he's just going to be he's, he's going to be really exciting you know well, here's a question for you if we're one nil down 10 minutes to go with one sub left who would you rather bring on Liam Boyce or Shane Lavery? Uh, Lavery? yeah Definitely. me too yeah 100 well, I mean, percent and that makes no sense yeah. because Boyce has actually done it at international or sorry hasn't done it at international yeah, level he's yeah. um you know he's uh he's he scored goals in league yeah. one he's older he's more experienced but yeah, yeah. i mean 100 yeah. percent. that would excite me so much if lavery was to I come mean, on yeah, no, we're not the biggest boys fans anyway so yeah. we're a bit, little bit biased on it but yeah. i just don't see what bringing Boyce on you know would do mm-hmm. that, that lavery would, i mean lavery to me is just much more forward thinking 
uh, substitution when you're when you're losing the game like that. Yeah. Is there is there like a slight shout that he he might start? I don't think so. Just because I don't think he'll start. Um, unless he unless he like plays in the Luxembourg game and impresses incredible. Yeah, I mean, no, actually, I, that's, sorry, that's a stupid thing to say. He won't start. <laughs> he wasn't even in the squad before Smith <laughs> yeah. game. But it, it just it's just interesting because it's similar enough to Connor Washington. Yeah. In the sense that he'll give you that energy, he'll run mm. in behind, he'll run the channels, he'll pick up the balls in, you know, out wide. Yeah. Um, which which is something that, you know, there will be space out wide if yeah. they play three at the back and they've such attacking fullbacks. So no, it just will be an interesting one that he's played so well playing the for Linfield in Europe the way yeah. that Northern Ireland will be playing against Germany. Yeah. But I think, yeah, probably Connor Washington or McGuinness is probably yeah, yeah, a better option. Some more experience, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with having someone mm. like Lavery and Ryan the yeah. team for this. I mean, that's exciting for I'm sure all Linfield fans are Buzzing about that, yeah. like that's really really exciting for them. And if he continues the form he's on, he won't oh, yeah. be here very long. No, he won't no, be in Northern Ireland. No, he'll no, be no. way he'll, back over he'll there. He'll be flying if he yeah. keeps this up. Yeah, big yeah, hundred percent. Uh, well, let's talk a bit about the friendly. Uh, who, is there anyone you particularly want to see? Any like new faces? Um, I know wh- you know, you brought up an article there from Michael. What what was he saying basically about the team? Basically well, that he's not going to risk any injuries. He's yeah. going to give some of the guys who've been in and around the squad. Yeah, well, there's uh, a maybe. BBC article about it. It's basically, it's basically saying maybe an experimental lineup. You know, he's not going to risk anyone in uh, you know ahead of that Germany game. So he, they're saying experimental lineup for Thursday. You know, Michael was saying that the main thing for us is to use that match as preparation for the Germany game, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he said also, with that in mind, I have to be wary in regard to risking players getting an injury. He's just going to play it pretty safe with this one. He said that'll be at the forefront of my mind in terms of selection against Luxembourg. It'll give an opportunity for some players who haven't played but have been in the squad for a number of years okay. and maybe have not had that many opportunities in the Who past. Who might that be? Boyce? Someone Could like be that? someone like a Liam Boyce. Yeah, um, Liam Donnelly and who's come in after after five years yeah. out of the squad. It's done quite well for Motherwell this season. Yeah. Could be another one that plays in that one. I Jordan Thompson's been around yeah, for Thompson. a wee bit. Yeah, yeah something like that. Situation. Maybe be interesting, you, though. Do you think he'll play Nets? Um, do you think he'll Billy? I don't, it depends. Like maybe he'll give Michael McGovern like just yeah, he might just give McGovern another yeah, run out yeah. just to get another cap. I don't That's know. It's hard to know. To me, just because Billy um, hasn't been playing that you know for Burnley. Yeah. So although he's been playing in the, the under twenty three side, yeah. which I know isn't ideal, but at least he's getting some football. It's probably better than sitting on the bench every week. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. and at least he's got some sort of sharpness. Yeah. Um, if I was to sort of predict the lineup for that one, I would say. Uh, I don't know who who hasn't really been playing football. I mean, Conor McLaughlin's obviously has been playing this season, but yeah. in like if you look back at the last year, year and a half for Millwall, hasn't really mm. got a look in. So maybe he's somebody just get another ninety minutes in his legs with yeah. a view possibly to playing him. Yeah, it dep- a lot of it depends on like what he wants wants to do in terms of the injuries we yeah. to fill in. You know, he might want to give the guys that he's looking to fill in. You know, some minutes he mm-hmm. might give the likes of McLaughlin minutes yeah. if he thinks McLaughlin's the option against Germany, which we'll probably talk about later yeah. on the podcast. You know, in yeah. terms of who will play there, but. Maybe yeah, I think you could play McLaughlin in this one. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure he'll give Lavery a run out as well. Yeah, Lavery. Will um, give I don't think. It, yeah, but as you say, you know, and uh, as we were saying about uh, how we can look at Germany's team on the Friday night and sort of take something from that. Yeah. There's nothing you can take. Oh no, it's going to be from, a mad. It's going to be a completely different. Why, why do you think he's he's decided to take this? It's not him, obviously. The yeah. IFA. Why do you think they've taken this friendly? It seems a bit of a weird one. It could be just a bit of money making for them, you know, get a few people in the ground, yeah. which is fine. You know, yeah. I don't mind it. Although I think the ticket price is a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it could be just maybe to get a few goals, get the confidence up against obviously weaker opposition. We're gonna win that game. Yeah. I don't think there's any no, doubt, yeah, real doubt we'll, about we'll that. Think we'll go win it. Yeah. You know, and it, I think just like it's like Michael said, you know, for those guys that haven't been given minutes, maybe they've been thinking that. Maybe they've been kind of thinking, you know. Like you said, the money thing probably will come into yeah, it. But they, they'll definitely want to give chances to some guys before that Germany game. It's mm-hmm. a really big week coming up for Northern Ireland. Yeah. And so to have maybe that little 
that the, the chance for the, some of those players to get some minutes. I think just mm-hmm. to get some excitement, Brian, you know, yeah. with the fans, like you say. Before the and the, the fans will be excited for that one. You know, we can give them a bit of a, you know, a bit of a sort of, not a hero's welcome because yeah. they haven't really done yeah. anything massive so far, but, you know, we can give them a good, like, stand yeah. ovation off the pitch. You know, if we go there, win that 4-0, yeah. let's say, Connor Washington scores twice with yeah. a view to playing him yeah, against totally. Germany, for example. You know, that, that'll that just get the spirits up. Yeah. That won't do them any harm. We don't have, have to Lavery think about well. how. Yeah. If Lavery goes and scores a brace, right, yeah. against Luxembourg, you know some fans are going to be saying, play this guy. I think people I mean? already are, so, yeah. yeah. So that's the kind of thing that you have to look at with that Luxembourg game. Yeah. You know, if someone comes in and scores a brace or whatever, they'll be well in line to, to play. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So there is a chance for some, but I don't think it's going to be any kind of telltale sign of the lineup against Germany. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously that game's on the on the Thursday night. We play Germany on the Monday. So time to predict the lineup. So I'll give you the players I think are nailed on. You can um, call me out if you don't think anything. So I think Peacock Farrell's nailed on to play Nets. Evans, Cathcart, Lewis at the back with a right back. We're not quite sure about that yet. I'd say Davis and McNair probably. Yeah, we'll agree on those ones. Um. And the front three, actually, without Jones, I would say there's there's no guarantees there's in that no front three right now. All. That's a question mark for me. So five players that we don't really know who's going to play. Let's start at right back. So Michael Smith's injured. Stuart Dallas has been playing right back for Leeds. Been playing well. He's a guy that he's a guy that obviously is a more attacking fullback. Plays in an yeah. attacking team. Colin McLaughlin's more of a defensive fullback. He's more of a limited fullback, as you say. What would you go for there? Well, this is interesting because I'm actually looking at that front three and thinking maybe playing Dallas on the left. You know, so in that situation, you'd have to front play McLaughlin three. in the front yeah. three. Just because he, that's his natural position. You know, yeah. Dallas is one of those guys that can cut in and shoot as well. You know, it might be an option there. And like you said, McLaughlin, limited fullback. First um, job for him is defending. That's his first mindset. So... Maybe I think I'd play McLaughlin. Yeah. Right? This is weird, but I honestly think I'd play McLaughlin. I think so as well. I actually do think that's that's the that's the potential safe shot in this one. Yeah. Conor McLaughlin is now a guy that's actually like apart from maybe that one game against Poland, like he's always been a pretty consistent performer yeah. for us. Yeah. He's a lot of experience. He's yeah. late twenties, you know, perfect age. He's really not a bad option to put in yeah. there. There is a bit of a worry about the level he's playing at League One. Ideally, yeah. we'd like all of our players to be playing at mm. least Championship level, but. He's had to make that step down. He's playing on a good team in League One. Um, I think they've been fairly impressed with him so far. He's played in more or less every game. Yeah. Um, obviously, they got a good win over Burnley yeah. in the League Cup as well. So, like, they're they're doing fairly well. Mm-hmm. I know they lost at the weekend. So, you know, I would I would also go I would also go for Conor McLaughlin there. Yeah. You mentioned we'll talk about the left hand side, of the front three. Then, yeah. so obviously, in the game so far, it's been Jordan Jones on the left, yeah. cutting in on his right foot, and then in the first two games, it was Nal McGinn cutting inside on his left foot from mm-hmm. the right hand side. Yeah. Michael's a guy who sort of does like to play as wingers, inverted, inverted you know, yeah. so they can cut inside. Um, do you think that maybe changes with the Germany team? You know, will it be more of an idea of just get down the wing, get a ball in the box? Yeah, so maybe. it depends who we play up front as yeah, well. a lot of it does depend on the, on the striker. I think yeah. maybe it will be more of an implication, like, you know, the idea of getting to the byline maybe, you know, so you'll want someone who's on their stronger foot on that side, mm-hmm. you know. I don't, that's an interesting one to me. Um, just another point on McLaughlin. Like I know we don't want to go back to him, but no, go just it. the idea of having him to give less pressure on the cover for the likes of Johnny Evans and mm-hmm. Cathcart. Like he's someone who's just going to sit. You don't want. I mean, Cathcart. You've looked. You've seen Watford this season. You know, it's it's an interesting situation at Watford. Yeah, the, their uh, fans aren't overly happy with yeah, him. I mean, yeah. maybe he's being made the scapegoat for a poor start of the season. Yeah. Obviously, he, Watford did have a good year last year. Yeah. They were pretty safe from Christmas yeah. um, and, and well. got to the cup final. Yeah. They were loving him, but. Yeah. 
maybe hasn't had the best start of the season. Low, I mean, I think he might be low on confidence in that case, yeah. you know, and that's a worry. So Certainly. the less covering he has to do is better, I think, for us. So that's why definitely McLaughlin. Maybe he's somebody who you, you would play against Luxembourg, just get 90 minutes of... Potentially. Sol- yeah. You know, they're not gonna probably not going to score. No. If they do, his confidence is going to be seriously just shot. Get, like. Yeah, he could come to the of a clean sheet, though. You know what I mean? Just yeah. give this guy a clean sheet, because they're certainly not getting anything no. at the start of the season Watford. But, yeah. I mean, back back to the stri- striker. What do you think for striker? I, this is, this, I'm really so I'll, I'll just, first of all, agree with you about yeah. Dallas on the left-hand side because I think especially for what we were talking about with uh, and them playing three at the back slash five with wing backs yeah. um, obviously the full back's going to be going forward a lot so Dallas is going to have to track with him well Dallas is a guy who's played left back for Leeds before he's used to playing full back he scored two goals in the in the playoffs against mm-hmm. Derby didn't he mm-hmm. from full back so um, you know he's Filling in, like helping out Jamal, protecting him is going to come yeah, quite naturally yeah, to Dallas. Yeah. So maybe that, maybe that Michael Smith injury is like been a blessing in disguise. Excuse me, to an extent. Yeah. Just because you know it has sort of forced her hand to play Dallas out there, and maybe he's actually the perfect man for that position. You know, I know we say we're gutted about losing Jones, but you wouldn't worry about him not tracking back you know he's just always he's someone that always gives 100% for his yeah, country yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to agree with you yeah, about, Dallas, about out Dallas, Dallas yeah, out left so we've yeah. got McLaughlin out right Dallas out left um, okay going to striker then uh, what do I think it's a, it is a tough one I mean if you so tough, I, I know we've like we've talked in the past that we don't think Boyce is good enough to play for Northern Ireland we don't think McGin- well, I don't think McGuinness is good enough to start for Northern Ireland mm-hmm. In a game where we need to score, from a perspective of scoring goals, I think he's an impact sub. Yeah. I don't think the the onus is as much on yeah. scoring goals for this one. Really, well we're not going to have many. Yeah, we're not going to have many chances. And like, I'm I'm fine with Josh McGuinness yeah. up front yeah. against Germany. I'm not fine with Josh McGuinness up front against Estonia. Yeah, you know what you I mean. What? Yeah, I, I think I'll agree with McGuinness. I I, I I don't know. I don't know if that's my answer. Um, I, I, I would actually say McGuinness. Now you said that. You? I just think he's someone who's going to throw himself about and actually work. You know, like a like he's just gonna go nuts. And yeah, like he, he's somebody who he will do a lot of running for mm-hmm. you. Like the guy is committed to that. So just to add maybe a little bit of pressure on the likes of Cross and midfield, he might track back and have a little nibble at him. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like he just, he's the kind of player that would do that. I think. And obviously yeah. we're talking about Kyle Lafferty who would do something like that. But I'd obviously rather go with uh, McGinnis is the guy for me. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, yeah, over over someone like that. And I remember in the in the game at home to to Germany, we lost three one um, a couple of years ago. Yeah. He started that, and he was like. He obviously didn't have much of an impact, but he was sort of knocking Hummels about. Hummels yeah. got pretty annoyed at one point. Yeah. Um, you know, he he can't just get in their heads. You know, yeah. he, he is a bit of a a bit of a wild card. These yeah. guys in the Bundesliga, they're not used to like. There's no like this is a guy. It's just he's yeah. so erratic. He's yeah, so totally. um such a maverick in how he plays. I think you know, and you know he, he was obviously there's been talked about forever about how the fact he was a goalkeeper became a striker. He's just this big guy. Pacey, yeah. strong, physical, yeah. Yeah. doesn't have a like a ton of quality. No, That's but also from the point of view, I mean, who do we think is going to play at the back for Germany? We think it might be Sula Ta. I think Sula Ta will come in because Rudiger's out. Isn't okay, he? so Ta, you say Ta's pretty quick. Ta can, yeah, he's definitely got some pace on the ground. He can shift okay. himself. Yeah. So I was just saying because Sula Sula's obviously not quick. Sula's obviously yeah. a Bayern Munich defender. He's he's a good defender. Don't get yeah, me wrong. He's, he's going to win everything in the air. Yeah, but yeah. he's in the mold of a Hummels. You know, he's yeah. good on the ball. He's really good in the air. They played Ginter in the back three yes. as well. And um, so you know, if they play back three, it'll be Sula, Ginter, and Ta. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay, I mean, is 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 Ginter quick? I'm I'm really not, relying on no, you. Not, not, not overly. Quick, not the quickest at all. So, from from that sort of perspective, would you would you rather maybe go Washington? And obviously, Washington's probably the, the informed guy for Northern Ireland at the moment. Yeah. Obviously, he started or he got the goal 
well, sort of got the goal in Estonia, yeah. played well against Belarus, is actually playing regular first-team football now, which is maybe why he wasn't getting the games for Northern mm. Ireland in the past. So, but... Well, who do you want to play outright, though? Because then you could could you not play Washington outright potentially? If you you possibly, to? I think he'd be more likely to do McGuinness outright, just because yeah, he's McGinnis played there before. Yeah, outright. yeah, he's played that, and then and then Washington maybe Washington that. up front. I mean, I, I just can't see him playing like like a Dallas Washington white front three, yeah, where nothing, so. where you got, nothing's going to stick in no, terms of no. like aerial. And what we've actually talked about in the past. We think Washington Solder plays quite good. Mm-hmm. It's actually better than some of the the big guys that play for us, but. I wouldn't, you know, I remember him play, he played against Germany, obviously in the Euros, he came in, sorry, he came in for the Ukraine game and then kept his place for Germany and didn't really do anything. So it is a tough one. He's a guy that certainly, is, like Lavery, would be a good impact sub for us. We, I mean, it would be nice to have something on the bench just so, you know, obviously we, if we do contain them and keep them to one goal with 15, uh, 10, 15 minutes to go, yeah. you, you could bring on like a McGuinness, a Washington, yeah. a Lavery. Oh, yeah. There is going to be somebody on the bench that's going to, you know, that has the potential to get a goal for us. So... Mm. Oh, I still haven't made up my mind, so yeah, I'll go Dallas. I would like to see... I'd probably be more excited if I saw Washington in the team sheet as a fan, yeah. but if I was Michael, I probably would go McGuinness. And I think he will. We know Michael's not averse to a sort of conservative yeah. lineup. so... Yeah. I think, yeah, McGuinness. I think McGuinness mm-hmm. will feature in this one from okay. the start, yeah. personally. I do think... Yeah, no, I think he will as well. And he's actually... He's a guy, you know, we were a bit worried about his minutes at all. But he did start for them the weekend. Actually, got sent off for a second yellow. <clears throat> Haven't seen it, but yeah. um, at least he's. I know and Hall are struggling. I don't think Grant McCann's going to be there for too much longer. But he is a guy playing championship level, yeah. playing every week. He's fit. He's Let, quick. He's let's strong. Not forget as well, the most important thing that you've forgotten about Josh McGinnis is the long throw. Yeah. The yeah. Long, <laughs> the long throw. Come back. Can you imagine? It's one 0 Germany. Ninetieth <laughs> minute. Long throw. Comes he's just. In. Pulls his shirt up, yeah. dries the ball. Comes off, I don't know, Johnny Evans' arse or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Imagine. Just, you, know, just, you know, like, if we score something like that, yeah. I'll never forget it. So that long throw. But 100%, because we've identified set pieces as, obviously, yeah. obviously, if you're a weaker team playing against the likes of a world-class opposition, you do identify set pieces somewhere you can get goals. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, they, uh, they've they got Ta, Sula, yeah, great big air, guys, yeah. <laughs> but, air, like. but, yeah, it is somewhere, you know, if we, as much as win a throw-in in, like, the final fifth of the pitch then yeah. you can't just give them McGuinness and launch one in there and you know yeah. test them out maybe you know get a second ball yeah. get a feed off scraps the dream scenario is somehow that long throw ends up in Johnny Evans challenging <laughs> Kimmich in the air yeah, yeah something like that you know, how are we going to work that <laughs> I don't know how we're going to work that but yeah. that's the dream scenario man, mm-hmm. you know what I mean if we're really hoping yeah. for something like no that'll be interesting yeah, I never <laughs> actually really thought of that so yeah set pieces and I guess McGuinness long throw as well no yeah McGuinness will definitely play yeah. no, you, you have convinced me whether yeah. that's outright well what about outright then would you go McGuinness and then Washington or Washington McGuinness or? the more I think about it the more I think that is what I'd go Washington through the middle mm-hmm. um, and I go yeah I go Josh just because he's played out wide and you know it means Washington can just run in behind those centre halves mm-hmm. out wide into the channels like yeah. we know Washington does mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. he, he has he did come on there against Estonia, right. I believe. Came on right. the wing. Um, him and McGuinness were playing. So, mm. yeah. I, I okay. Well, I I actually think it might be now McGinn outright, just because okay. he's a guy who did play well in those two matches, yeah, uh, the two home matches. It was a bit of a blow that he was injured for the mm. the two away ones. Again, McGinn's in his thirties now. He is getting on. His legs aren't quite there anymore. But like similar to Dallas, I think he is somebody that will give you that defensive. 
Um, yeah, he'll work hard. Isn't yeah, it? and uh, you know, Nico Schultz is a guy we haven't really talked about for Germany. He's playing, he'll probably likely to play, well, he will left play either back. left back or left wing back, depending yeah. on what formation they play. Um, but he's he, who's he at now? He's at Leipzig. No, he's at Leipzig now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or yeah, was it? No, it's a Dortmund. He's, he's Dortmund. Sorry. Yes, he, he, he left Hoffenheim, Hoffenheim, went to Dortmund, yeah. scored the winner against Holland yeah. in Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as well as the left hand side, we've talked a lot about Kimmich. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's a better fullback than yeah. Schultz, but yeah. Schultz is somebody we're going to have to watch as well. And I just think, would you trust Washington to do that defensive job out there? Mm-hmm. Or well, he he does run. He, he yeah, will give you 100%. He is fit, so maybe you're right, but I'd probably go McGinn just for a bit of extra that, yeah. quality from deliveries, yeah, cutting yeah. in his left I think foot. That makes more sense. A bit yeah. of a different threat, you know, because they know, you know, coming in from the left is always interesting, mm-hmm. more of a threat to me, you know, if you're playing someone that right, coming in on their left. Left foot play, left player on the team as yeah, well. Yeah, you totally, know, that yeah that's three. always good. Always good to have. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. But I think they're both going to give you hard work, but it's just, we'll see what he prefers yeah. at the end of the day. I'm not, I'm not sure who'll play there. Maybe not. So the last one is centre midfield. So we think Davis McNair are going to start. Uh, Savile's a guy who has sort of had a bit of a drop off in the last six months, both yeah. internationally and for his club. Yeah, I know he started a lot last season mm-hmm. for Middlesbrough under Tony Pulis. Um, they narrowly missed out on getting into the playoffs. Um, but he's, I don't know, he's he's somebody. I I feel like obviously last season we were talking about how much we wanted Paddy to get into midfield in that Middlesbrough team. Yeah, and now that we've been given that, it's been so at the expense of Savile. The other options, obviously, Corey Evans um, hasn't been playing for, for Blackburn, but he's a guy Michael trusts. He's played in these big games before for us. He played in, uh, in he's played games in the Euros. He's played against Germany before. He's not going to offer you a lot of quality, but are we really going to have the ball that much? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> um, you know, the, the other options, you could go for a, like a mad one, like a Jordan Thompson or oh, Liam Donnelly, but no, there's just no, no chance it's going to be no something like that. No. Yeah. Imagine though. <laughs> well, Corey Evans is interesting because he's the kind of guy you can do that. He's like an individual job kind of guy. So like he's the kind of person that Michael can go and say, okay, just, you know, get on Tony Cruz or whatever, you know, do a man marking job. Mm-hmm. Some, similar to like something like everyone, every Premier League fan knows, Andrew Herrera. Yeah. You know, when he was at United, he's that kind of guy who... Yes, he's not the, the most technically gifted player in the world, mm-hmm. but like, you know, off the ball, he can give you yes. so much. Do you know yes. what I mean? So, I mean, the, the jobs he'd done, he'd done on like the likes of Eden Hazard, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of similar role, mm-hmm. except on the likes of Kroos. Yeah. Or, you know, if Kimmich plays in the middle, likes of Kimmich, you know, yeah. maybe try shut down a bit of the service to those guys. He's somebody that certainly will play in that Luxembourg game. He, I mean, he's maybe our th- either third or fourth choice oh, midfielder play, yeah. for that one. He obviously hasn't been playing all season. He's played a couple of games in the League Cup, maybe. Yeah. But that's it. So he does need 90 he minutes in his legs. Yeah. yeah. Even if you even if you ask him, you know, for just say to him, right, Corey, you're playing sixty minutes. You run your ass off basically, and yeah. then we'll take you off, give you a breather, and then we'll maybe bring on a Savile or you know when the game is getting a bit more mm. stressed for somebody, somebody who can pick that pass, yeah, somebody who can right. provide that moment of magic for us. I could see that. So would you play Evans or Savile? That is actually. Mm. We're big Savile fans as well. well we so. are, we've talked, we've waxed lyrical about Savile yeah. this podcast a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if Corey gets like sixty, like a few some minutes in in this Luxembourg game, and he looks all right, he looks sharp enough, mm-hmm. I'd actually go with Corey Evans. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think he will. I think he definitely will. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I would. I, I feel really guilty saying that because I I really want George Sowell to really work mm-hmm. in this midfield, hundred percent. But in a game like this, like you said, we're not gonna have the ball. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to predict the possession stats right now, it would not be looking great. Man, I'll yeah. tell you that. Like it's gonna be like twenties. Yeah, it's gonna be twenties. You know Probably I mean? yeah. Um, Which is there's nothing wrong with that either. No, no. You know? This is just what this is the way it's, it's just what's gonna happen. When you yeah. have twenty cross in your team. This is what happens. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So 
I think I'd actually go Corey Evans, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll have none of the ball. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, we've mentioned this before, and the, the sad reality is, like, you look at that German squad, every single one of them would be our best player by a mile, yeah. I think. Yeah. And maybe that's a bit of a disservice to the likes of <laughs> Steve Davis or something, but it, yeah. It, it, you cannot uh, argue that. It's, you know I mean? it's just the, the difference in quality is just, like, so much. And there's nothing we can do about that. You know, we're yeah. a small country yeah. with a small pool of players to pick from. Yeah. Other countries take our players as well, yeah, you know? Right. So we've have, we, you know, we have to sort of delve into the, into the like, look at English players who are playing in the championship who aren't yeah. going to get in the England squad who have like a great great granny who was born in Port Rush <laughs> or something you know that that, that is just the, that's just the situation we're in yeah. and I, you know I quite like it I quite like being the underdog yeah. um, you know we massively overperform we overachieve for you know the size of our country the pool of players we have yeah. um, so from that perspective yeah if, if we were playing if you're playing Luxembourg in like a in a competitive game you obviously go Savile. There's no need for Corey Evans to be mm-hmm. playing there. He's not going to. No, he's not going to score you a goal. He's not going to pick a pass. Nope. But we're playing Germany. We're not going to have the ball, and he's going to provide us with energy that we need, and we need to disrupt them. Yeah. We need to try the somehow offense, disrupt yeah. Tony Cruz, yeah. somehow disrupt Gundogan, yeah, Kimmich, fair. whoever plays there. Yeah, totally, totally, no, I agree. So the lineup then we're saying Peacock, Farrell, McLaughlin, yep. Yep. Evans, Cathcart, Lewis, yep. Davis, McNair, Corey Evans. Yep. Uh, we're saying Dallas, yep. and then you're going McGinnis Washington. I'm yep. gonna go. I'm gonna go McGinn. I still haven't made my mind up. Yeah. Uh, McGinn Dallas. He will. He will go McGinnis. Okay. He will go McGinnis. Okay. So you're going McGinn, um, McGinnis, and Dallas. Yes. Okay. That's what I would do. Yeah. That's quite a workman-like front three, yeah, but you know, it I has like to it. be. I like it. Yeah. I don't. I don't see any kind of real faults in the two mm-hmm. front threes we're given there. Just the fact that maybe there is. There isn't much like outright pace in that front three. I know everyone says McGuinness is quick, but from the start, is he really going to show that against... That's what happens when you lose Jones, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So the temptation would be there to play Washington, but I just think, you know, at some we are going to have to try and bypass that midfield as much as we can, yeah. just to make sure, you know, because if, if we play that in the midfield and they've got so much energy in there, I know Cruz's legs have gone, yeah. but um, we're, there's going to be a lot of Johnny Evans, Craig Cathcart basically hoofing it up to McGuinness and we're going to need something to stick there. Yeah. And if he can offer us that for... 60, 70 minutes and then, you know, for one down, yeah. we can bring Washington on, we can bring a Lavery on. I think that's what he'll do. Let's be honest, if you had to summarise it, it's about nullifying Germany. I know Michael's yeah. come out recently and said, you know, we're going to be positive in this game and we're going to, you know, play our own game and things like that, he said in the BBC article there. But, I mean, this game is 100% about nullifying the German threat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's going to be a team that might appear negative to some, yeah. but it's just the it only way be. you can play Germany. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's Northern Ireland, you know. It has to be. We, were obviously, we obviously get annoyed about some sort of, some conservative selections from Michael, like the one in Estonia, in Belarus. Yeah, or sorry, like, Belarus was fine. Estonia, yeah, Estonia was... When we played boys, played Smith. I know Smith was, played well, but... very strange. Yeah, yeah, and we were annoyed about that. But yeah, do it for this one. Yeah. Um, and let's see what we can... Let's see if we can nick something. Well, can we nick something? Prediction? I don't want to be that guy. That's, you know, <laughs> no, be maybe. honest. But uh, to be br- honestly, like, totally honest with you, I think it'll probably be 2-0 Germany. 2-0 Germany? 2-0 yeah. Germany. I think... You know, I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll get hammered. Mm-hmm. I think we'll 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 really have a good account of ourselves here. But I just cannot see us getting any joy in midfield, and I think that's where this game's probably going to be lost. Okay. And I think lost narrowly. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be. A, a, well, a it is. It is also important not to get hammered as yeah, well because totally. I I know the the qualification will come down to head to head rather than goal difference. But like say 
we have the same head-to-head record as Holland, say we beat them 1-0 in Belfast, they beat us 1-0 in Rotterdam, you know, will then come down to goal difference. And, you know, we can't really afford, like, a 5-0 defeat here. And let's be honest, that can happen. Germany can do that to anyone. Germany Germany did that to Brazil. You know, they can do it to us. Um, So it is important for me not to get hammered yet. Um, yeah, I do think Germany are going to win it. What do you think? Um, I think, yeah, I think I'm probably going to agree with you too. No, yeah. I think it's important for us not to concede the early goal like we did. And I mean, yeah. sometimes you can't really help that. I mean, the goal they scored at Windsor Park was just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, in, goal, uh, two years ago, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. But if we can, you know, get through 20 minutes, half an hour of this game, then yeah. we can make it awkward for them. Um, so I think yeah, I think we'll be one nil down going into the last ten minutes. I think we'll go for it. Bring on a Lavery, bring on a Washington, bring on a McGuinness, depending on who starts, and maybe they'll just get another one on the counter with the the pace and the quality that's they have. The um, but now. the ideal situation is, you know, we get a we get a break and McGuinness long throw in. Yeah, it falls yeah. to Lavery in front of the cup. And we win one 0 Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? like, yeah. That's all I'm asking for. Well, we've well. never like, we've never really had a big result under Michael, have we? Like like a big yeah. scalp. Yeah. You know, we've become so good at beating the, the Estonias, yeah, the Belaruses. Like Spain, Spain like, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, we haven't had like a 1-0 Latvia. We haven't had a 2-1 Iceland. <laughs> sure, yeah, we haven't had... Maybe that's better. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what, what about just what about Holland Germany? What do you think the score will be in that? Holland Germany, I go 2-1 Germany. Okay. So, yeah. I'll be, that'll be a good game to watch. Yeah. yeah we're we're going to watch that together? Yeah, probably yeah, should. Yeah, we'll probably watch that. Yeah, yeah. have a look at it. Uh, yeah, I'm hope, hopefully Germany win that as well. Yeah, so, yeah. I'll go... Mm, it's a tough one. I, I don't know. I'm not sure they necessarily will. I mean, Holland have so much quality. They've got Van Dijk. You know, they might, the lick, they might not concede there. I don't know. Let's just hope Germany can... Yeah, 2-1. Let's go. Let's, go. Let's go. Let's agree. Nice let's agree on both. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Well, let's wrap it up there. Uh, that has been the Germany preview podcast. Really exciting game for Northern Ireland. Really exciting time for Northern Ireland. So make sure... You like the Facebook page, see what updates we're doing, see the podcast we're coming out. We'll be doing a reaction podcast to this game straight after, well, not straight after, but in the days after Germany. I don't think we'll be in a state. We're not in a state. We'll be doing it in the department. So, yeah. So, just make sure, yeah, stay tuned. Like the Facebook page, Twitter, whatever. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, just so you know when these podcasts are coming out and you can get a bit of extra build up to some of the games provided by two knowledgeable young football supporters. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much for listening and I'll see you after Germany. Bye-bye.